Dan Dickow here for the ISO on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. It's a Wednesday, meaning one thing. It is Mailbag Wednesday. Today, September 7th, hard to believe, uh, we're already a full week into September. Lots of scheduled releases are being dropped from schools all across the country, uh, still waiting patiently for Gonzaga's schedule. Um I know that there's two games that haven't been leaked yet, that they're just waiting on the final word, uh, get the contract signed. And then my understanding is uh, then that is when the schedule will be released. But back to Mailbag Wednesday, you have a question, send it my way. Direct message me on Twitter at DanDickow21, uh, Instagram at DDickow21. Send it to one of our social media channels at Gonzaga Nation SI, whether it's Facebook whether it is Twitter, Instagram. I believe we've got some people in charge of TikTok now. Don't ask me to do a TikTok. I just can't do it. Or you can email it to me, dickout at scorebooklive.com, where I will take your questions and I will do my best to answer them. Could be basketball related, could be Gonzaga centric, whatever it is, send your questions my way. So uh, once we get into the season, there will be a uh, prize if your question is selected as the best question of the week. So we'll just jump right into it. Phil from San Jose asks, what is your favorite type of offense? Uh, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, I, I think there's lots of different great uh, offenses that are out there. Gonzaga uses a number of them well. Um, but I guess if you're just looking at what my favorite offense is, you know, pretty much any offense that is predicated or or strongly um, reliant on pick and rolls and dribble handoffs. Uh, those are two things that uh, I felt allowed me and helped separate myself as a player is the pick and roll and, and the dribble handoff of being able to understand uh, and recognize how to manipulate the defense with changing speeds, changing directions. Uh, and then understanding spacing um, and defensive rotations, whether it would present a shot for myself or a play for my teammate. Um, you know, so I, anything reliant on on one of those two things would be what I would like to play in when I was a, a player or what I like to coach now with different AAU groups I've been a part of. Um, you know, the the couple different ways that you know you get into a pick and roll um can be off of movement or it can be off of just just straight setting a pick and roll you know the gonzaga uh is one of the more reliant on pick and rolls and in, in college basketball nowadays early 2000s didn't run a ton of pick and rolls wish we would have um but side pick and roll top pick and roll doesn't matter too much to me uh dribble handoff actions were great um, in the Princeton offense, which is where I had my most success in the NBA um, with the New Orleans Hornets that Byron Scott ran. So Princeton offense, uh, I liked. Uh, flex was good for me in college. Uh, kind of a block to corner, uh, cross screen to a down screen where you could really kind of mix the defense up. If you they switch early or they jump early, there's different counters out of it. So you got to really be able to read and react quickly and then come up off the screen, ready to shoot it. Um, the ball screen continuity Gonzaga runs now would be fun to play. And so, you know, that's a tough one to answer too perfectly, but really any, any offense that has a ton of pick and rolls or dribble handoffs would be my favorite offense. Uh, Ted from Coeur d'Alene asks, 
do you camp? No, <laughs> we've tried camping in the past. We've done it. You always, you have to camp at some point. Um, we've done the RV trips. We we've done the trailer trips. Um, uh, they're fun on occasion, but they're a ton of work. Uh, I'm not saying I won't camp again. I'm sure we will camp with our kids in the very near future in the next few years, uh, might even be in our backyard, but you know, um, I would prefer an RV excursion or a travel trailer excursion as opposed to troop tent camping um so appreciate the question ted but i do know there's tons of great spots here in the in in the quarterline area spokane area where obviously you're you're from so thanks for that question last one comes from sam in spokane um his uh, his question is what are your thoughts on the field of 68 not having coach few as one of the top recruiters um you know i i saw those lists you know this is the type time of year where you'll get a whole bunch of lists that are are generated and they create a lot of buzz they create a lot of excitement um i personally don't get overly excited one way or the other on these um you know there's obviously some some great names that were at the top uh, of their list of recruiters, Calipari, um, Penny Hardaway, um, you know, those two come to mind right off the top. I think they were the one and two uh, in the recruiting. You know, then you had some kind of newcomers to the list. Tommy Lloyd was in the top 15, I believe. John Shire, I believe, was in the top 15. He has yet to be a head coach for a right game. He's recruited as a head coach now, um, but he hasn't coached a game. You know, but what I go back to with Coach Few in regards to this He's a tremendous evaluator of talent and an evaluator of how that player would fit in Gonzaga's program and then how to utilize that player as they develop at Gonzaga. Um, so I, I wouldn't get too up in arms about it. You know, Gonzaga has been able to recruit some McDonald's All-Americans over the last seven, eight years. You look at a Zach Collins, you look at a Jalen Suggs, uh, obviously a Chet Holmgren, Nolan Hickman, uh, is in that category. Hunter Salas uh, was a highly rated recruit like that. So they, they're they getting five-star recruits now. Um, but, I, you know, Gonzaga, they're going to be very selective in, in those true kind of five-star guys that are getting all that notoriety. They're going to be selective in who they go after. They've got to fit the, the culture. They've got to fit the uh, style that Coach Few wants to play. They've got to buy into all that. Um, and I think that's what separates coach few so many times on the recruiting and the staff is that, you know, they do all the ton of the due diligence early. So they're not going to have issues of guys bailing, jumping into the transfer portal when some things might not necessarily go their way. So, uh, I wasn't too, uh, upset, uh, that he wasn't on that list very high. Um, I, I think it, it actually shows more you know, in regards to he's not going after every single five-star that's out there. He's finding guys many times, hidden gems, uh, developing them, putting them in the program and the system and fitting seamlessly. So thanks again for the questions. Uh, if you have a question, send it my way, as mentioned, uh, take care, have a great day. And uh, we'll be right. We'll be back with an another episode soon.